Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey guys, it's Sammy J, and welcome to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. I am so honored because I got to talk to my friend Bryn Elliott. She is an incredible singer-songwriter and has such an interesting perspective in which she writes and views the world. And I love this episode. It has such a special place in my heart because I feel like it embodies exactly what I want to do with this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I will see you soon. For everybody who does not know, Bryn Elliott, um, I I want to give some background on how we met because okay. it's been a minute. It's and it's a beautiful story. It, it is. So I first <laughs> met you, I think it was in August of 2018. So we're coming yes. up on three years of knowing Aww. each other. Um, at the Arthur Ashe Kids Day. Yes. You performed. Yes. Is when I was working with Radio Disney. Yes. RIP Radio Disney. RIP. Um, and I was introduced to you, and first of all, I saw your set and I was like, man. This oh girl's got some spunk. Oh. And then I just learned more <laughs> about your story. You told me about yourself. I was like, man, like, you're so inspiring. So for those who don't know, tell them just your story, how you started out songwriting, what your process was, and yeah. you're going to Harvard and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's funny because going to Harvard and me doing music are kind of inextricably linked, which is really funny. It's it's hysterical um. <laughs> because didn't you, I remember you telling me you applied the first time you didn't get in. Didn't get in. Yeah. So like in high school, starting freshman year, I read Pride and Prejudice in my freshman English class. Freshman and English? Freshman English class. Oh, wow. And I just got, I got obsessed with like Jane Austen and like nerdy literature, 18th century women authors. And really thought like, oh my goodness, I just want to read books for the rest of my life. And I thought like, where do I, where do I do that? I must go to Harvard or something. And I said it one day to a friend kind of as a joke because they asked me like, where do you want to go to college? I was like, I don't know, like where the nerds go, Harvard. And then I realized as I was joking about that, that that was actually a real dream of mine in that moment. And my parents didn't go to college 
And so even saying that seemed kind of hilarious and completely out of reach, but I just decided and I had a conversation with my mom and my dad and they were like, you know, you're kind of really social and you like hanging out with your friends. You might need to like study just a little bit more (laughs) if you want to go to Harvard. And, um, and so that's what I did. My whole life actually just kind of shifted. It was Harvard. It was Harvard or or out, we're out. It kind was of like, like Rory Gilmore and Gilmore Girls. Yeah, very, I watched that show. It was- It's a great show. Very formative, yeah. yes. And and so I was so overwhelmed throughout high school, just trying to figure it out, not having a background family-wise that went to college. Like, I didn't even know what a college application was. I had to Google it and- Yes, Google's everything, and I had some really great friends who really helped, who knew more about the process, and um, and so at the end of the day, I just found myself completely needing to not feel like a college resume. Um, I needed to feel human again, yeah. and my dad had this guitar that he bought when he and my mom first got married. Um, he got it at a pawn shop, and... I was like, it just, it almost like called out to me, like, play me, <laughs> like the guitar, which sounds like that. really cheesy and no, silly, but, but things are just meant to be. But it really was that. It was like, you need to do this. And um, so I just started like learning off YouTube chords, playing Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran songs. Um, and And I did that for like a year. And then songwriting became, I just started writing songs. It became this way for me to process at the end of, a really intense time in high school. And I wrote so many songs. I think I wrote like 30 songs. um, In what time span? In like, in like three years. That's still substantial. Yeah. With like applying and applying to to school. And um, so then I put my songs, I put them on my college application, kind of as like really never thinking anything of it. Um, so smart though yeah I was just like it's something that I've been doing <laughs> yeah and it's a way to show uh, show yourself and stand out instead of just yeah. being like I went to these classes I got these grades and to show who you are yeah and I think there was always this part of me that was like knew that I was a nerd and knew that I loved reading but then music was kind of my safe place it was yeah. always a place I like my my mom was very musical growing up and so music really felt second nature and so I think it was this kind of thing where I put it on there because I was like, well, this this is always going to be part of me in some way. So yeah. I want to show that. <laughs> and when you applied to Harvard, did you apply for the philosophy major so or I, was it undeclared? Well, it's undeclared. Okay. You don't have to declare, I think, until you're a sophomore at Harvard. But I knew that I wanted to study philosophy. Um, I loved yeah. the, the idea of asking questions yeah. about what it means to be human. And like... I mean, your EP is literally a question. It's yeah. cannot be real. <laughs> That's very intentional too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But so this, the story is I applied and did not get in. Um, and that was a real blow because I my whole life was oriented... Around that school. Around that school, which was pretty... It was pretty much a lot. And I called my mom and I was like, so sad. And she was like, Bryn, this is disappointing. But like it's okay. We're gonna get through this. Yeah. Like don't. Um, and I got a through a family friend got an opportunity to start doing music to work with a producer. And I kind of thought such a random thing. And then I was like, well, I could just do that for a year. Like do this music internship. Like pr- learn how to produce out my songs. Yeah. And learn about music and the industry. Still thinking like I'm gonna go to. Still didn't give up on Harvard. Well, I definitely, I mean, in my brain, I was like, I'm going to reapply to Harvard because why not? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what do I have to lose? So this was your gap year. This was, yes, that's how I was framing it. It was like, this is my gap year. And I definitely, I had another college in mind because I I was like, okay, if it's not Harvard, I still really do want to go to college, just period. What school Um, is it? Wake Forest University, which oh, is nice. still like has a very special place in my heart because um, I really did almost go there. <laughs> but even then I was like, okay, I'll just do this music thing for like fun, but I'm probably just going to go to school and become like a, like I'm going to study philosophy. So what do you do with You didn't think this would be a degree? full-time job? No, I was n- never like, I'm going to do, I'm going to pursue music. I'm going to be an artist. That was not my vocabulary. Really? 
What did you think going into it you were going to end up doing if it wasn't music? I think I just wanted to be, I was like, I'll probably be a teacher. I'll study, studying philosophy isn't like that much different from saying I want to be an artist. (laughs) But like, I just, I don't know. For me, it felt like a more, um, like teaching felt like more of a job than some kind of nebulous, like I want to be an artist thing. And it was actually my dad when I was, I was applying, reapplying to to Harvard and I was so like fixated on that and very nervous. Um, my dad called me. I had sent him some of the music I was working on and he called me and he was like, Bren, I just, just want to say something. He's like, I don't know how you're going to react to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which when he would say that, it was always like a stomach oh, drop. Oh yeah, here we go. Or I just, I knew I, I was, <laughs> I needed to like calm down. But, um, <laughs> He was like, you should go to college. Like, I want that for, you know, he, I think he really wanted me to go without yeah. like pressuring me. He's like, you know, that that's like, you know, you, we want that. We want that for you. But he was like, I think you're an artist. I was just like, what? And he was like, I think you need to allow yourself to view yourself that way. It's okay. <laughs> and like, first of all, Chills. just to have a, just to have a person, let alone a, a parent say that. Yeah. I mean, I know my other artist friends, other friends who, you know, aren't doing art but are doing other things. Like, I just know how incredibly privileged and and beautiful that is to have a parent who encourages that. So, so that was really the shift. That was really when I was like, whoa, I think my dad is right. He's naming—he knew me really well, and he knew that I needed permission to go there. And so I applied to Harvard. I got in. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an artist now because I decided. <laughs> this is my only label. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, exactly. That was the journey was learning that I, you can as a you human a carry. Yeah, that's, all, that's natural. That's normal. And that was really the, the, the conversation was like, I am going to go to school. And the thought that I had was like, I, you know, having a career in music isn't something you just, it's not overnight. <laughs> it's really not. And if people think it is. I've learned over the past couple of years from just doing my work. It is such a hard job because it is so mm-hmm. oversaturated. Yes, especially and now. Yeah. Especially now, especially with TikTok and mm. things just going viral. Yes. To be an artist and release music and have that be your full income. Mm. It yeah, is girl. rough. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're Ariana Grande, you know? But well, people don't realize. Even then, even then, I mean, I, I hear I hear those artists even talking about how, I think it was even like Julia Michaels on Twitter the other day. It was so inspiring. She was like, it's so hard because like you have to have a TikTok story or a streaming story. And and she was going, she, speaking of a vulnerable, honest person. Wow. Shout she out just Julia. named it. Yeah. So I think, I think for everyone, no matter what, at any stage, you know, we're just trying to navigate a new landscape. And, and especially with the complete like shutdown of, live music. TikTok really has become the only way to, yeah. you know, get your music out there. So I understand why we are where we are, but it is, it's tricky. It's tricky to navigate. It, it's really tricky. And it brings into the question, like, what's doing well? Is it right. the songs by people that actually aren't artists that do it just for fun mm-hmm. and that put it out as a joke and then it goes viral? Yeah. Or is it the people that spend their time working on the craft and then release mm. it? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I think probably both are true in some yeah, way. I agree. But I like that. I like that breakdown. Well, so I think something from about being my brother's a philosophy major. <gasps> I told you. Yes. Um, yes. it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of philosophy is you've talked about it's asking questions. Mm-hmm. Have you used any of the philosophy concepts and theories in your writing, or has it made you view songwriting as a whole any differently? Yeah, it really helped me with songwriting, I will say, studying philosophy. Really? Yeah, it did. What was interesting was once I like was fully in college and I was writing new songs, when I was writing philosophy papers, I felt the same kind of feeling that I felt when I was writing a song. So interesting. Yeah. And I think it's because, I think it's also just like good writing in general. You just, you are trying to be clear and communicate these ideas. Like when you're writing a paper, you like have your main idea, your main concept. Like in a song, you're right. You have that same thing in a chorus. Like you're trying to communicate, um, you know. The thesis, if you will. The thesis, yeah. And I think songwriting is far more emotional. (laughs) Um, 
than than philosophy, but I think they're kind of very similar. So yeah. would you say songwriting is a shortened emotional version of philosophy to you? I love that. Yes. Girl, make merch out of it. Yes, Put it on girl. A shirt. I think, yeah, I need to like get you involved because the way that you just hey, phrased take that. It. Say take that again. It. it was like I don't remember shorter, I emotional. Oh, uh, it was so good. Okay, wait, let me think. I think <laughs> I'm it was, honestly like overwhelmed. Like yeah. I'm like, it just hit me. I think it was songwriting is a shorter, more emotional version of philosophy. I love that. Shorter, more emotional version of philosophy. I love that. Yeah. I want to make t-shirts. I'm going to get on it today. Yeah. What would you say your favorite philo- philosophical theory is? That mm. keeps well, you up at night. What I think about a lot now is existential philosophy so like what I only took a few classes but it is this sort of like the the philosophy of the human experience and I think it really is it has inspired a lot of my music because it has to do with questions of authenticity and um so like the title for my EP can I be real came from this guy named Soren Kierkegaard, who is an existential philosopher. I think he was 1800s. And he wrote about, yeah, about, he said, the most common form of despair is not being who you really are. And I see that in our, like, in, like, today, people on the internet, it's like, we're all just trying to be ourselves. Yeah, and find our way. Yeah. But there's so many messages that we're receiving about what we should be. You know, or which I think we're just yeah. kind of like. Well, bi- social media definitely contributes to that, yeah. and uh, positively and negatively, mm-hmm. in the sense of you see a highlight reel. It's yeah. Not, and you see that, and you think that's what I have to be, and you feel bad because you're yeah. not that. But to everybody listening, social media is so fake. Fake. Like it can be. It can be, but it also but is the built generalized to be. posts. Like, oh. think of just know that is not how people look all the time. No. Oh no. Let's make, I want to make that very clear because I felt that before and it was awful. When I realized that wasn't true, I was like, man, this is all just like a weird experience. It's weird. It's a perception thing because you see that and you're like, oh, that's real. That's what we should be. Why am I not not, that? But then even, I, I heard this, I think it was Cindy Crawford was interviewed once. Okay. And someone said, you know, I wish I looked like you. Like, I wish I looked like Cindy Crawford. And she said, I wish I looked like Cindy Crawford too. Right? Yeah. It's I mean, like, that's it, how it is, I think, today. I saw this TikTok. Um, Love it. <laughs> where this model, I forget her name, but she was saying the process mm-hmm. to take that one photo mm. It's not what she actually even looks like. Right. It's five to six hours, makeup, hair, yes. Photoshop, yeah. lighting, just to get one photo. The way that she's the sitting way, yeah. or standing, whatever. And I was like, you're so right. Because there's the idea of that, the way you want to present. But then what we actually all are mm-hmm. and how we are day to day. And part of me wishes we all showed that more on social media. Yeah. I think it would help. Yeah. It would help me. Yeah. It, it would help me too. And I think... I know you're an overthinker. Oh, yeah. So if you can't tell by now. No. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm so fascinated. Philosophy for me, if I spent that much time right. thinking about like what is life, I would get myself in a tailspin. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Yeah. How do you, as an over, as a fellow overthinker. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Maybe it shouldn't. Yeah. How do you balance that between not overthinking, but also living in the moment and not worrying about what we are doing as yeah. a philosophical perspective? I think... For me, that's just been about, I think music, honestly, for me, has been a way to kind of let it go, you know, to just be in the moment. And I think it's why I love performing so much, because when I walk on that stage, all I have is that moment, you know? And so I think music is a huge release. And, And yeah, and then just in life, like taking a walk, I learned to walk during the pandemic, like, I don't really? think I walked before, or just, like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, for, you didn't that go I on would, walks. Yeah, watching some funny TV. I think any really any show recommendations? You know, I've been watching New Girl from start to, to finish. Have you finished it? I'm almost, I'm on the last season. I'm, I'm getting a little emotional about it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> talking about I, it. I watched, I think, till season five. Yeah. And then I just, for some reason, I checked out. Well, yeah. 
I had trouble getting yeah. through it. It's. Do you recommend to push through? I think it because it's such a specific type of humor. I think there is that point where you're like, okay, I get, I get what this is. But yeah, I'm enjoying the last season because it's a little sentimental. But maybe that's yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> In a TV show. Fun fact: I met a guy off a oh. dating app. Okay, oh my like goodness. the one time I've ever done that. <gasps> Let's get and, into no, it. And we were talking. This has to do with New Girl. I, I swear. Um, and he was saying, I was saying, we're talking about New Girls. Like, yeah, my least fav- favorite character is Nick because he's just like so angry all the time. He goes, "Man, all my friends tell me I'm like Nick." And I was like, "Oh, I mean, it was just Aww. his anger." I was like, "How do I fix that?" Um, <laughs> Can't recover from that. Did you get, like, a feeling from him that he was, like, a really angry person? No, and I was surprised <laughs> when he said that because I wouldn't— If I Maybe thought just that, cynical. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Maybe. Huh. But, yeah, I just feel like he complains a lot. Yeah. Schmidt is my favorite. Oh, Schmidt is great. <sighs> so funny. There are a few the characters that, that are just so original. Yes. Schmidt is one of them. Yes. I think that's the beauty of the show. And even, like— Jess, like her quirkiness. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's great, so relatable. It's very relatable. It's just, I don't know. You know, I started watching it not too long ago. And you know how shows just like, you're like, this works for me right now. That's how yeah. I felt about New oh, Girl. I don't know. <laughs> I good. I feel that. What show have I been watching? There's a show I was binging. I was binging Pawn Stars for a little bit. Oh, like, so good. First of all, why is it on the History Channel? Is the History Channel still like, Apparently, driving. I don't know. Yeah, is it great mindless <laughs> entertainment and learn it's some like, fun facts about antiques? Yes, it's great. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk more about social media and if any of the TV shows you've binged over the pandemic have helped you in being more creative. We'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Do you think shows have been helpful 
maybe subconsciously relax so you can get more creative? Yeah, I think that works for me quite a bit. I do think there's a fine line, though, Some because sometimes TV shows, for me, has also been, like, a form of escapism. Yeah. That's, I think there is, like, an unhealthy thing there sometimes sure. where you're like, I just don't want to deal with whatever. Um, and so I think that's the thing that, you know, I've just, you just have to check in with yourself on is like, am I watching this? Cause I just need a break from like, I just need 30 minutes from my own mind. I need to watch <laughs> Jessica day deal with her fake like TV yes. life. And I can, it, or is this like, or am I like avoiding something? And I think the avoidance is like, it's always hard cause it's so easy to avoid things. Yeah. But, um, it's funny. I my friend gave me a philosophy book to read the other day and I read it as a way to wind down because I hadn't I haven't like read a lot of philosophy yeah. other than my existentialist bros who I write songs about or with like inspired by since um and this one was kind of about the mind body thing and that was really relaxing. So I think it really can be anything that just feels like okay. this is taking me out of whatever situation that I'm in. That's That's been my experience recently. I saw you, I think it was in February or early yes. March. When I, <gasps> that feels like ago. worlds ago for oh me. Oh my goodness, I know. But, and yeah. I remember then, I was in such a creative rut. And I remember oh, talking to yes. you about it. Because I had just applied to college. I did the entire season of the podcast from my Oh room. my goodness. It was a lot. And but I, I'm so glad, like, because now… We're here. You're here. We and have you're a third like going season. to college. Yeah. It's like, so you like know what you're doing a little. Oh my God. It, we, it's okay, all, no, it's worked excited. out. Like <laughs> it was all the unknown then. Yeah. Right. Now things have figured out a little more in my life. But I remember I was in such a creative rut and that is such a discouraging feeling. Mm, and I feel like absolutely. it's not talked about enough because yeah. I remember I looked up YouTube videos, what to do if you're in a creative rut. And frankly, you don't know when it's going to come back, when mm -hmm. you're going to feel rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in that situation? What do you do mm -hmm. in, when you're just can't come up with those lyrics or you can't, you don't, yeah. your battery is drained? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, I do think that the pandemic exacerbated all of that oh, for, yeah. for all of us who are kind of in these creative fields. I mean, I know a lot of my friends were like, just, you know, I'm just drained. Yeah. And I think it's Zoom. I think Zoom is the big drainer, but that's oh, another I, rant I for another day. I <laughs> completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Yeah. So, but I, I think that's what it is. Like, the nature of the time, it just was emotionally draining. I mean, not just our country, but the world went through hell. I mean, it was just like And it's so, still going through. And it, we're still in it. Yeah. And I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I absolutely Finally. do. And I hold on to that. But, man, it's just so hard. So I think we have to give ourselves like grace in that it's like, which is so hard because like so I'm hard. such a achiever, yeah. you know, this is why we get along, Brynn. you know, I know we're so similar. <laughs> we really are. Um, I just, I have to, I've had to come to this point where I'm like, it's okay that I haven't written. You did come out with an EP out of a pandemic. Yes. Yes. No, it has been so right. good. It's been so good. But yeah, but like as achievers, you know, this, like there, there will never be a moment where we're like satisfied. You know, yeah. I just don't think that's going to be our reality. And then throw a global pandemic on top of that. And you're just, you know, it's hard. But I think for me, I've had to enlist some resources to help me process. I'm, I started reading this book called The Artist's Way. Have you ever heard about it? Oh, no, tell me, tell me. It's, I don't know. I've just, I've actually just started it. And it's um, this woman named Julia Cameron. And she's inspired a lot of like, there's some like famous people that she has to get okay. through. I'm forgetting. It's okay. I'm forgetting. I should look at my book. But basically, she just has this thing called daily or morning pages where you like, you write down like stream of consciousness, whatever comes to your head and you don't judge yourself. So like, as a songwriter, especially, I'm like, which words work? And like, when you're in, yeah. when you're collaborating with other people, you're like, oh, I have this idea, but I'm really afraid to say it because yeah. what if they don't like it? And she's like, it's all about like confronting your inner critic and just saying, no, Ooh. you don't get to have a say here. So that's been really helpful for me. It's just like getting the ideas out on paper and not listening to that internal judgy voice that I have. 
And then she has like another thing called the artist date where you just go out and take yourself out to a museum or you bake something. She's like, it can be even take just yourself out on a date. Yeah. And just like enjoy the experience of that and let that fuel you. So as I've kind of like experienced maybe a little bit of healing from this kind of creative rut that I was in, I've I've found myself writing songs that I'm like, yep, that's that's what I needed to write about. Yeah. That's what I'm going through. And that feels right. So that's so awesome to be able to have an outlet like that. And that, that that's the power of music is mm-hmm. that what you're going through, so many other people are. And it mm-hmm. just makes you feel not alone. We've been through a global pandemic. I know. Past year and a half. Our lives have been substantially changed. I had my mm-hmm. entire senior year online. Oh my gosh. You on Zoom. On Zoom. You haven't been able to perform. Right? Yeah. How are how are you doing? Just I think we need to talk about that. We're like in general, it's not talked about like are how are you doing mentally? Are you coming out of it? Are you still in it? How are you doing? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. Of course. And not just like the how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Like, how are you actually doing? Yeah. You know, Sammy, I and this is a little heavy, but it's okay. I you know this. I, we talked the other day on the phone, but um, about, I think it was about like 11 weeks ago now, 10 weeks ago, I lost my dad. Yeah. Not to COVID, um, but I lost him suddenly and unexpectedly, and it's been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I told the story about him earlier, like he was so good. And while I'm so grateful that I had 26 years with an amazing father, like it just— it's just there's such a big hole in yeah. my life. So now I feel like I'm kind of just grieving and going through a really personal and deep grief. On top of yeah, on the top pandemic. of the pandemic. But it, in some ways, like, you know, we're all grieving. We're all grieving. And I've had so many friends lose people, like grandparents or and maybe I'm just more aware of it now than I was in the past, but I really do feel like it's just been such a hard, such a hard year and a half for so many people. And so, yeah, so I'm, you know, I have a lot of like hope right now about moving through this and moving forward and keep going. My last conversation with my dad, he told me I was probably like freaking out about something regarding the music business. And he just said, "Mm." he was just like, keep going. You got this. It'll it'll all work out. You got this. And so I'm really just trying to hold on to that. You know, I feel I feel him a lot when I when I am writing or playing music. I'm going on tour this fall yeah. and he loved. I met him on tour. That's yes. When I met you too. Yes. And and that was just like he he just loved it. And so I I'm excited to do that and and yeah. So it's like both. I think a lot of life what I'm learning is like there's this guy named Frederick Beekner who says in this life, I'm paraphrasing, but in this life, beautiful and terrible things will happen, but don't be afraid. Yeah. And I think that's just what it is. You know, it's like life is at the same time, sometimes within the same day, really horrible and really hard and really wonderful and beautiful. And yeah. so I think learning to live in that tension is is what it's about. And finding the joy within the little things too. Yeah. Which can be, it's, it's all about the way I think you look at the world. And the, you can portray, you can find a negative in anything and you can mm-hmm. find a positive in anything. Yes. Yes. And we should exactly. all strive to find the positive in more. Yes. Yes. And live in that. Yeah. You know, because I think if you look throughout history and people, it's like, that is what gets you through. That what That's what makes you fight for another day is yeah. the, the hope of something else. Exactly. You know? And just surrounding yourself with people that you love. Yeah. And doing what you love. Yes. Um, And you still get to go on tour. Oh, my gosh. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. What was, do you remember the last live show you performed at? Oh, goodness. I think so. It was, yeah, it was with James Arthur. I was opening for James Arthur. On that run, we played the Troubadour here. And I, and I like, I'm obsessed with that venue. venue. Yeah. Oh, so incredible. So that one really stands out. And 
people are playing shows. Yeah. And it's just so great to see. And it is it's we weird. Were, it's too. weird. We were talking about this. Like it, it's definitely a different dynamic and people are trying their best to be safe and it's back, but it's, you know, it's just in its own variation. And it, it's a very it, it is a variation. Um, but I'll take anything. You yeah. Know? <laughs> as the, long as it's not on Zoom. <laughs> I'm thinking the first live event. It was with you. It was the rooftop. Yes. That was the first live event Yeah, I've that been was to. like our low-key, like, safe. Yeah, everyone was wearing masks. Everyone was masks. It was still great, though, because I was like— On Ben—shout out to Ben Farber. Yeah, it was like— <laughs> Ben Farber's rooftop. I, I forgot. I was like, man, this is what live music is like. It just mm-hmm. brings people together. Yeah. And that's what music does. Yeah. Yeah. And it—yeah, I. it's the most—I think that's the most beautiful thing about music, honestly, yeah. is that— you can come from completely different countries, completely different backgrounds, different languages, worldviews, and come together and just be in that moment. I think that's, yeah. Especially in the world we have of so much tension and animosity mm-hmm. towards each other. Yeah. Being able to have a night where— just literally a, like an hour and a half. An hour hours. and a half is all you need. <laughs> you're all together and you're just in the moment. Yeah. Enjoying it. Enjoying it. There's not worrying about what work you have to do tomorrow. Yeah. About the day you've had. What this guy thinks or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You're just living your best life. Yeah. It's really special. To be honest, my favorite concerts are when you don't have your phone out videotaping it. <gasps> Can we talk about that? I'm yes. very conflicted. Okay. Same. About this. Here's my perspective. Okay. When I was, I think I was... Oof, 10 or 11, oh I, saw, I saw Maroon 5. <gasps> okay. Adam Levine. I'm getting like, I'm getting emotional was, even just thinking oh, about it. It was that. in Madison Square Garden. No. It, we somehow got floor seats. It was like the best <laughs> thing ever. And I remember so specifically, Adam Levine said, everybody, I want you to stop videotaping. <gasps> I want you to put away your love phones it. and just live in the moment. And there's, yes, there was Adam this Levine. girl. I was still videotaping. No. And he took her phone. <gasps> put it on the stage. He goes, I'll give it back to you after the set. And then yes, did this whole set. King. And I was like, man, this is actually really great. Because though I wish I could have this to look back on my phone, I'm going to have this in my mm-hmm. memories of just living in the moment. And this was what? Now nine years ago? And I still have specifically yeah. that moment in my head. It's not yeah. recorded. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what's great about it. Though. I want it videotaped to yes. look at. Sometimes the memories are better, in my opinion. What, yes. What's your take on it? You know, I think for me as an artist, as a performer, I'm fine with it at my shows because I want people to do what they want to do. And and like, this might sound really weird, but this is called the Let's Be Real podcast. So Isn't like, it? I'm going to be real. But like, it is, it does help me sometimes like when people post about my music at this oh, point. of course. Because I'm still at such an early stage. But... I do like when when I go to shows, I'm often like pulling out my phone because I want to be like I want to post it. Yeah. I want to be like, look where I am. That's at. our first instinct now. <laughs> to like, sh- isn't that so weird when you think about it? That's what's weird to me. That's what I have to confront in myself. I haven't thought about it like that, Bryn. That's weird. I know. Sorry to get like really, that. but like I don't think we should like we should have grace for ourselves in that as well. But it's just like. No, but the fact that our mm-hmm. first instinct now, now that I'm looking back, I'm analyzing my entire life. The <laughs> fact that our first instinct now is to not enjoy what we're doing, yeah. but tell people about it. Right. Is really interesting. And it's that whole social media experiment yeah. that <laughs> fucks with my mind. Did yeah. you ever see the social dilemma? Oh. Ugh. I couldn't I couldn't speak for like three days after I saw that. I have my phone out of uh, my social media app notification still mm-hmm. off from that. Yeah. Oh, I'm proud of you. That's so I- I'm good. proud of myself too for yeah. that. And it's helped a lot. So what I recommend to everybody, yes. take off the notifications from Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything. I only have it on for Gmail. Oh, incredible. So you're not tempted. You go on the apps when you want, not when something alerts you. It will help. See, I love that. And I love that you watched that that documentary and you made a very like... Practical, yes, conscious next step towards your own mental health. Because I think I think that was my experience watching the documentary and I loved it, but I was also like, oh my gosh, like it was very doomsday and I was like kind of Because of how out. real it is. Yes. It hit too close to home. So close. So close. And just like seeing even like the footage of like the 14-year-old girl and and 
the like the rise of anxiety and depression and suicide, like all of that stuff was so heavy. Um, and, and so I think, but I think what you did was so good is like, let's make a conscious decision to, to change something about my interaction with it. Yeah. I think that's, I, I honestly think that is the path forward. And it's why I talk about it so much in my music as well, because it, I mean, it's just, it affects me. And so I talk about it, but it's like social media is not evil. It's a neutral space, but the way that we interact with it can be can so be healthy or not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so having those, having these discussions, having conversation about it, I think that's the way. I, I hope so. And I think especially when people who have a big following talk about like, man, this is not what I look like. This is from like a shoe from like a month right. ago. This is not, I'm in my pajamas right yes. now. <laughs> we have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, let's talk about the perils of growing a social media following. And I also want to talk to you about your EP, Can I Be Real, which I am obsessed with. We'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. It's so interesting, and I, for someone who has anxiety, mm-hmm. it can be so toxic so fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this in-between stage, which I feel like this isn't talked about. I'm building up my career, right? Yes. I'm you do a great trying job. to thank you. I'm trying to think of it as more of a business, mm-hmm. but it's so hard because at the same time, I'm a 19-year-old girl, right? Being on social media, there are the same pressures. Mm. Yet I'm supposed to yes. grow a following yes. in order, and that somehow is my worth, how many followers I have. And mm-hmm. that's what companies look at. Mm-hmm. And I understand that because it's a business. Right. But it's really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's personal because it's you. Exactly. It's like a business, but it's also you. Yes. It is 
it's not like another sort of like off side hustle, like a nail, yeah, it's polish company. It's yourself. It's, like, it's you are you are, and it's finding that balance between having the difference of okay, is this my worth? Is this really all that I'm worth? And it's having to separate that. Like, no, there yes. are two separate things. Yes. How have you dealt with that? Because I know. I'm sure you've had similar people have told you the oh same goodness. thing. Yes. I, yes. And again, I totally understand what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and I want to be, I want to be there for that. I want to build. That's why I, sometimes at concerts I do, yeah. you know, say like, I'm here at this cool thing or like, you know, like it's you do make those decisions and you do want to promote what you're doing and put yourself out there. And I, you best believe I'm on TikTok every day, you know, just Love that. going for it. But I think that, yeah, it's, it is a question of worth. And I think it's, I think it's like. And I wish it wasn't too. I really I know. wish, I really wish I could mentally separate the two. Yeah. But it's sometimes, I don't know if it's being a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's being in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. but I'm learning and I go through phases of like okay, how do I find a balance of what's good for my mental health to mm-hmm. stay off it? Because, mm-hmm. again, comparing yourself, I just, I, that's what ends up happening. Yeah. But also having to continue it. Yeah. Yeah, having to keep going and yeah. posting. And, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I think that the fact that you're even having the conversation and you're even naming that this is how you feel is, like, it's honestly like, such a big part of it. I feel like this part isn't talked about when people— right. It should be talked about. It's more. not talked about. Yeah. But it should be. And I and I think f- like for me, it's like I have so much I want to do. I would love like a million followers right now. It <laughs> like would make, that like would yeah, be so awesome. It would awesome. make life a lot easier <laughs> in a lot of ways, I feel like. Yeah. It would just be great. But even then, you know, then it's like even a whole like, other set of problems. A whole other set of problems. And there will never be a moment where it's like, all right, I'm good. You know, I, I think even when you have all of that, you're still gonna have to deal with your the worst thing. And I think that it's about knowing, waking up and knowing, like, I think what you do is so good for the world. (laughs) You know, like having honest conversations is really good for the world. And even if it doesn't feel like, you know, this big thing, I know for me, like writing a song that means something to me that I feel like is going to help someone. Like, I think that at the end of the day, is is all we have of just like am I waking up doing my best contributing something good, yeah, and, and knowing that that's it doesn't the numbers will be there or they won't but I woke up and I did something today I think it's a little like nicely put no but, but it's it's true and it's a it's a interesting balance and when I frankly I've wanted you on the pod for a minute now right when I think. When you performed at Microsoft Theater, I, I oh just gosh. pitched the idea. Yes, you did. And I said, would you come on? And you're like, of course. And yes. I'm like, so this is a full circle. It's happening. Yes. But when I found out that your new EP was called Can I Be Real, I was like, could this be I know. a better fit? The t- I just got chills. The I timing. know. Okay. <laughs> I would like to say, yes. tell me I'm pretty. Yes. It's Girl, all about this that I we're know. talking about. First of all, it's a bop. Thank you. <laughs> It's a bop. I was listening to it when I was in the shower. I was like, this is a bop. This is Thank a good way you. to start the day. Yes. Aw. I know you're so honest in your songwriting. How did that song come about? Yeah. That's uh, a, that, that's it's a, real, a real, one. real one. That's a real one. <laughs> it's a real one. That's a real one. Um, yeah. So it was a couple things. I wrote down the lyrics, maybe I'm worth more than some numbers or a score, which is exactly what we're, yep. I mean, there it is. Um, I wrote that down in college because there was a scandal with the um, Harvard men's soccer team oh. where they had a group chat rating freshmen women. But, like, to me, they were, like, girls. Like, still They're teenagers. They're 18. Yeah. Um, the incoming, yeah, the incoming <gasps> class on their physical attractiveness, hotness. <laughs> like, literally what? giving these women a number. And then describing, you know, horrific, just like horrible things said about these women. Who exposed the group chat? I want to know that. I don't know. To this day, I'm not sure. Um, But some of my friends, it was, they were, I think they were juniors or seniors by the time it like all came out. But for me, just like 
not being part of it, but just kind of watching it unfold. And like some of the, my friends, they wrote this incredible op-ed in the newspaper about like how, like, why did we get here (laughs) kind of thing? And just like the whole thing. And then I just thought about how they must have felt and saw some of them, yeah, kind of like go through it. But at the same time, I was also going through like the whole social media thing and like still I'm, you know, we're all still going through that. But I was like feeling really awkward about myself online and just, um, and was having, was still doing music. So it was like po- having to post for that. And, and then and when you're your own brand too, and when you're your own brand and like you're, and I was like the whole like body positivity conversation wasn't happening quite yet. So I was mm-hmm. like, I felt weird about my body. And, and so I just, yeah, I just like, I was like, can we, as women, can we just not be reduced to this thing? Can we just be like, can you just care about, yeah. Can you care about what's, in my brain for just a second, like, you know, and, and I just like, take me seriously what I have to contribute. Yeah. And, and also like beauty, this concept of beauty is so, and we have just made it about these like particular standards that like someone, probably a dude, no, like, no, no absolutely no offense. a dude. That's not no offense. You know absolutely. Or who knows? Honestly, I'm sure there's like a whole history thing there, but like, reinforced by this like obviously what the you know these women had gone through by dudes the objectifying thing and then um basically so I wrote down in my like lyric notebook that lyric and I always knew that I wanted it to become a song and I never like I wrote songs other songs about the internet and stuff but I never like landed on that topic until three years later I met a songwriter named Michelle Buzz. Uh, she goes by Buzz, but I call her Michelle. <laughs> what a great name. What a great Incredible name. name. Incredible name. She's releasing music, too. Is that her actual too, name? Right now. Um, yeah, that's her actual name. Shout out Michelle Buzz. Michelle Buzz. She's releasing new music really soon, and everyone should listen to it because she's incredible and, and talks about these things. She's so good at talking about, like, the real stuff. And anyway, so I, I just, like, met her day one. Why? And I think this is why we became best friends was we were like, man, being a woman in the music industry, like, bro, like, we really went there and talked about how, talked about this of, like, if I post as a, as a you know, aspiring songwriter, aspiring artist, if I post a picture without makeup all the time, like, is that going to gain me new followers? Or do I need to post, like, the... Like, the sexy stuff. Yeah. Oh. Because that gets you followers. Yeah. And that it's- was a hard... True. Like we had, we were like, whoa. And so we just really, really. You laid it on thick. We laid it on thick. And um, we had a session with the Monarch, this producer brother, producer duo. And they were really like pumped about the idea. Or Michelle and I just like, we were like, we have to write a song about this. And so we did. And Tell Me I'm Pretty was what came from that. And so I'm very grateful. I was actually, I've been in rehearsals for the past week I've for seen this it on your tour young yeah, girl mm-hmm. and um that song is so fun to play what would you say <laughs> the hardest part of being a female in the music industry is well i wonder if it's that yeah. i wonder if it's that you know because i think i think even like Billie eilish has talked about it a lot recently with her new stuff of just like you know you have to you have to pick a lane like of yeah. like but I think, but I also, I also don't think you have to pick a lane. I think, as a, as a woman, you're gonna feel those pressures of like, which angle do I go down? Which, yeah. And I think you just have to silence all of that, like Billy's doing, you know, like, and just do what feels right for you. Social media is just they take the human out of the person. Yeah. Where we forget yeah. that they they cry like oh they're just like. I cry all, all the time. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. Like, we're all like, we're all human, you yeah. know. And I feel like that should be celebrated. And keep in mind, mm-hmm. everyone has their insecurities. Oh yeah. Like, if you say you're not an ins- like you don't have insecurities, then you're lying. Exactly. Instagram, social media—it's a picture perfect <laughs> world. Can't say it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can't say it enough. I'm insecure to post photos when my acne's bad, oh, or no. when I feel not good. You know. No. Yeah. I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah, I know. But there's something about it. There's something about it. But I think that's what's so special about your music in particular. Because there are so many, so few people that really dig into our insecurities. Mm -hmm. Really dig into that. Yeah. 
because it's a stigma, even though it shouldn't be. Yeah. So I applaud you for uh-huh. just being so authentic in your writing you. and in who you are. Thank you. And though I know it can be really hard, I'm sure with people comparing themselves, like keep doing what you're doing because oh, I look thanks. up to you a lot. Oh, thanks, Yami. I look up to you. It's, for it's doing truth. For talking about it. It's like so exciting to just I know. be able to talk about it. And so, yeah. It, it's, it's, not, it's not often. And I'm so glad that we can just like have a conversation and mm-hmm. not, it's where it's not media trained answers no. and the same thing. But like, yeah, man, life has been rough and that's yeah, okay. And that's okay. That is yeah. part of it. We lived through a pandemic. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And to others. And please follow Brynn on Instagram. Oh, Listen to you. her EP, Can I Be Real? It's so fitting. I was When I was listening to some of the songs, I was like, man, this is important that it's out. Oh, and so I'm so you. glad it is. <laughs> and I'm so show. excited for when new music, and I'm going to see yes. you live. Yes. You're awesome live, by the way. Awesome. But I've seen you twice. One at the Microsoft Theater. Yes. And Arthur Ashe Kids Day. Yes. Those such fun days. Wow. I remember when I first, when I saw you at the Microsoft Theater, I was like, this girl's a badass. Oh, thank you. That was like our first show. Yeah, that was a fun night. Pink suit. Pink suit. Bring it back. You think I should bring it back? Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. This has been one of my things. I'm like, Maybe a lavender suit? Oh, I love a lavender Right? And Lavender I think moment. suits, we should bring them back. Just like Suits are, they are, I feel, I love powerful. them. They're powerful. And are they more comfortable to perform in? Absolutely. Because they're like usually like, yeah, the fabric's like loose and, ugh, oh. I love a suit. Who doesn't? Maybe I'll bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's do it. You can wear the merch with the shirt on it. Yes. About uh, songwriting philosophy. and philosophy. <laughs> so good. I say that's your style for this tour. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to hire you as a stylist. Hey, I'm here. I'm in California. I live in California now. Oh, my God. That's so weird. How does that feel? I don't know. I Do you really love that? It. Okay. Because you're like, you're like New York. like Born and like raised. Your, yeah. That's where I've lived my entire life. So. Are you going to like own the bi-coastal thing or are you going to like commit? I think so. Okay. I think because no matter what, my dog's there. And okay, saying, well, yeah, done. Saying goodbye to him. Oh yeah, God. no, wherever the dog is is where home is. Exactly, like. that's what I say. He needs to come to California. But yes, thank you, Brent, for coming on. Thanks. Sammy. It honestly Thanks means for so much. Me. It's awesome. so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. If you haven't already, follow Bryn on Instagram. It's Bryn Elliott. Follow her TikTok. Listen to Can I Be Real? It's She's just such an incredible artist, and I love talking to her. Bryn, thank you again for coming on my podcast. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Leave a comment about something you liked or any other guests you want on. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at It's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. All right, guys, I will see you next time. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 